Welcome to Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. That's Tony Jones. Reminder, subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash game notes. Get yourself a deal. You get the best coverage of sports anywhere on the internet. Anywhere. I'm telling you, you will not find better coverage anywhere on the internet than theathletic.com because we don't just do that clickbait stuff. We give you real stories and real coverage. It's actually bang for your buck. You can't afford not to do it right now. So I recommend subscribing because you get the great coverage of the Utah Jazz from one Tony Jones. Tony, how was your NBA draft experience? It was a 20-hour day. It began, wow, how did it begin? Oh, it began with the Jazz making a trade. Right, it began way early in the morning with the Jazz making a trade. And it ended at about 3 a.m. when I filed my last story. A hectic day, but it was it was fun, man. I love this shit. It's my favorite time of the year. Like, it is my yeah. favorite day of the NBA year um, because there are usually so many trades. There's the, you know, we get the emotion of guys getting drafted. Sometimes you get the emotion of guys not wanting to go where they get picked and everything. We didn't really get that this year. Everyone seemed pretty happy, but you get the cool stories and everything. I would have liked a little more basketball highlights out of uh, out of ESPN. They really tried to tug on the heartstrings and like we got time for that personal story stuff. I want to see these. There was a lot of ugly crying. Yeah, a lot of ugly crying. It's like. They try like they, you know, they turn Malika Andrews into into Roy Firestone. Remember, he used to try to get everyone to cry when he interviewed. I'm not them. gonna cry, Roy. I'm not gonna cry, Roy. No, he used to try that man. He even got Rod Tidwell, you know. He even got Rod Tidwell, but uh, but yeah, like uh, you know, she did a great job. Malika did a terrific job. Shout yeah, that's out to not Malika easy, Andrews, man. She was they, they they put her in the Matrix, whatever that green screen was. Like I don't know what that room was, but it was a room of green screen, and she killed it. I did find it interesting. It seemed like they kind of dragged on the the night. One, because you've got to get so many commercial breaks in there, right? So you got to drag on the night. But two, Tony, it kind of felt like because we were a couple of picks ahead on, on Twitter, you could kind of analyze what a team should do a little easier. I don't know if people picked up on that, but I think ESPN was gaming the system with their coverage. I thought it was a fun night. It was just good to have you know, a sense of normalcy. And and that was that was what I thought, what I kind of took away from it. I didn't even notice that, you know, the draft was done virtually instead of, you know, everybody, you know, dapping up at Adam Silver and stuff like that. So, you know, I thought it was a good night. I thought it was a good night for the league. You know, obviously we're in a sprint towards a December 22nd start. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's really no time to even, you know, come up for air. We're going straight from the draft to free agency. And, uh, you know, I think that the league is trying to take a breath and then it's going to dive right back in. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be absolute chaos. We've already got tampering with the, with the Bucks and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like we've got, we've got all kinds of stories. Chris Paul goes to the Suns. Uh, we've we had a lot of action so far. You know the Thunder are out of it now, right? Like the, unless just all these guys are are unbelievable. Like the Thunder are out of it, so that that eases up the the Jazz and their playoff hunt and trying to be a top four seed a, a little bit. Um, I think the Suns are going to be much improved with Chris Paul, obviously, but they still got a little bit of work to do to ensure they can maybe challenge the Jazz in the standings. But man, this Western Conference is going to eat each other alive, Tony. Yeah, like, oh, that's facts. It's nuts. Like it is thirteen really good teams and the wolves and the thunder and even the thunder might be good right they might be they might be pesty like they might be they might be a, a team that is just a bunch of pests out there just completely annoying every night they're gonna be a lot le- less pesty than last year though yeah that's true that's true um but let's get into the jazz's draft so they they trade back right they had the 23rd pick they trade back 
to what was it 28 27 27 right okay so they they trade back to 27 and they get Udoka as a bookie big man chiseled out of marble I still think it's very raw in terms of NBA big men so I wouldn't expect him to come in and contribute right away I think they still need to find that backup big in free agency but I like the pick I think he's good like I think he's gonna be a solid like backup big man in the pros yeah you know I think he's gonna be a solid backup big and I think he's a tremendous rim protector he's really good at taking away space in the lane he eats up space in the lane tremendous athlete really good scream setter and impactful because you know he's he's a threat in the lob game as well so the question is you know with the jazz uh i don't think a lot of jazz fans like to pick but why do you think they didn't like the pick because it wasn't flashy well it wasn't flashy and it wasn't sexy Jaden mcdaniels was still on the board desmond bain was still on the board and the yeah. jazz the jazz like both of those guys but they recognized the need that they had which is the 15 minutes that they have to exist on a nightly basis without rudy gobert last year were disastrous just a disaster and they wanted to shore up those 10 to 15 minutes a night and for them that was a move that was made with the non-rudy gobert minutes in mind and yes i do think that the jazz still target another big in free agency so i don't think that they're done there i think that if the jazz have their druthers they would bring another veteran big into the fold in free agency as a bookie could be the third big instead of the second big. So, you know, the question is, did they get enough value out of number 27? And to me, them being able to get back into the second round and take Elijah Hughes, that gives them value in terms of being able to take uh, one of the plethora of, of really good wing talents that are that were in a draft. For Azubuki, like he's a guy that I worry about him defending in space. You know, like he's a good athlete, but I don't I, like. I kind of feel like he's not great side to side, so he's going to have to work on that. And then obviously he's an atrocious free throw shooter, right? Like he's, I mean, right. he's he's brutal. Like all four years at, at Kansas were, were right. awful from a free throw standpoint. But you're also right. like not giving him. You know, what I'm saying like here, here's the ball in the post, big man. Like go do something. Right. right, like that's not how he's going to be used. He's going to be used as an athlete. He's going to be used pick and rolls and diving and slipping screens and cutting from the you know the dunker's position. And everything like he's gonna he's gonna be that kind of safety valve. So I think I think it should be okay in that respect. Here's the thing: I think if you're the Jazz, if you take Azubuki in the first round, because you probably could have gotten him in the 30s, right? But if you take him at number 27 in the first round. You get him on a really cheap rookie contract, but you get him for four years, right? You have to do some kind of finagling to get a second round pick on a four year deal now, right? right. Like you have to have guys right. who weren't going to be drafted at all and they're just happy to be in there knowing, right? right? And Azubuki was definitely going to get drafted. Right. Yeah, I'm with so that. I'm with that. If you take him in the 30s, you get two years of team control. Yeah. So is the difference big enough for taking him from 27 to, you know, if you wait to 38, maybe he's gone by the time he gets to 38? And you don't get your guy. And the Jazz clearly, and, and I'm going to say this, and I can't stress this, he was clearly at the top of the, at the Jazz's board. This was not a case of the Jazz reaching for a need. Like, that's the guy that they wanted. That's the guy that they wanted. So, if that's the guy that you want, you take him in the first round at number 27. You get four years of team control rather than 
even if you could get them at 38 or 39 and they got Hughes at 39, that's still two years of team control. Yeah. And then you got to pay him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that was one of the rationales of drafting him in the first round. Even if he only had a 15-minute-a-night ceiling in terms of a role. Elijah Hughes, man, that guy can flat-out score. He is so good with his footwork, his handle, like how he separates getting shots. It's funny because like now people are like, oh, but he's already 22 years old, right? And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a knock, but not really. Like this guy, this guy's so good that I think that I think he could come in and be a contributor in a, in a small role off the bench, right? Like we're talking like 10, 12 minutes in a, guy, in a way that he could score immediately. He's not a great three-point shooter, so I'd like to see how the Jazz help develop that. But in terms of scoring, like, I love that pick. I thought anyone who got him in the second round was going to get a steal. Well, he had a first-round grade from a, lot of, from a lot of prognosticators. He's a bucket getter. He's a three-level ball-in-hand guy who can create at the NBA level, he's got length, he's athletic, he's fearless, he takes and makes big shots, he's a shot maker. Any one of Elijah Hughes or Robert Woodard or Desmond Bain, Josh Green, I mean, all of those guys were in a clump. Yeah. And the Jazz interviewed Elijah Hughes early in the process. They asked him early in the process via Zoom, they said, are you going to come in and are you going to commit to playing defense? And Hughes looked him in the eye and said, yes, I will commit to playing defense. That's my one concern with him is because he comes from Syracuse, right? Those dudes can't defend. Like, it's rare. Like, Jeremy Grant can, but even he took a little time to figure it out at the NBA level. Like, they don't set players up for success at the NBA level, in my opinion. Like, that, just that terrible 2-3 zone system and everything. Like, I just don't think it sets guys up at all. But it doesn't mean it's an impossibility. I, I just think I think there's no way of knowing. You're drafting Elijah Hughes to come in and play in the G League for your entire first year. Yes. And then yeah. and, 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 like he, he could end up being the MVP of the G League. Like he's that good of a right. scorer, right? And then in year two, you see what you have a little yeah. bit. And then yep. you go and then you go from there. Yeah. But he's a develop I mean, even if he's twenty two, he's a de- he's going to be developmental in year one. Same thing with, with if the Jazz if the Jazz go out and get what they want to get done in free agency, it's going to be the same thing with Azubuki. Yeah, I I think if Azubuki is playing for the Jazz this year, they have failed. They failed like they, they either there's been a major injury or they failed in free agency. Like there's no reason to have either of these guys really contribute. I think Hughes could, but I but there's no reason these guys should play this year. Right, and this is the thing. I don't know how people view the Jazz, but. This is what the, the Jazz view themselves as a team that's not far away. These are moves that are aimed to shore up where they feel they are lacking. Right. So, you know, in that sense, you can see their rationale for not drafting Jaden McDaniels, who obviously has a much higher ceiling. You know, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how it turns out. But the Jazz are clearly drafting for pieces of the puzzle because they feel like most of the puzzle is there. Yeah. Uh, and now and now the work goes into free agency. So let's talk a little bit about options there. They still need a backup point guard, right? They need a backup point guard. They need a wing. And, and they, need a, they still gonna, need a big. And they're going to target a big. First things first, number one priority for them is re-signing Jordan Clarkson uh, and keeping him in the fold. That is by far their number one priority. That's the tie to everything that they want to do in free agency. Yeah, I mean, I you know we talked last time about what that money might look like. Um, so I don't th- I don't think we need to get into that necessarily. But I don't think there's 
there's probably not any real danger of him leaving, right? Well, the Jazz got off of some money because, you know, they got off of Tony Bradley. Yeah, yeah that cleared, what, like three or something like that? Yeah, that cl- that cleared money. So 3.5, I believe. That cleared a little bit of money. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Ed Davis, whether they can find a way to get off of Ed Davis's money. And not only if they do find a way to get off of Ed Davis's money, how much does that cost them in terms of draft capital? That's probably what a big issue is with that because Ed's got negative value, so it'll probably cost a pick uh, to come off of that $5 million. But, you know, they freed up a little bit more money to play around with Jordan Clarkson, and then, you know, I think it frees up mid-level money, mid-level exception money as well. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So let's concentrate. We talked a lot about like, ooh, maybe they'll go get Derek Favors, right? Or um, or trying to. I don't think I don't think backup point guard is a priority, but it's definitely something they're going to want to address. But let's let's focus on the wing players, Tony. Okay, so I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a bunch of players at you. I have a list of four, eight, twelve, fourteen options. Okay. Yes. And I'm going to throw names at you and you tell me you tell me if you think it's a, if they're good ideas, all right? Or if realistic ideas. So I'm going to start with DeAndre Bembry, who's a free agent from the Hawks. I like him. I don't know how realistic he is for the Jazz. Yeah, I think like if you can sneak him in on a very low contract, it's a good idea, but I wouldn't commit real money to him. I feel like I like him too, but I also feel like there's a bunch of DeAndre Bembrys out there. And it has been what, 5 years for DeAndre? Something like that, yeah. And he's still trying to crack an NBA rotation. He couldn't really crack it that consistently with a bad Hawks team, right? Right. So, we'll say no to Bembry. I and I don't I don't really know if that's a good idea anyway. What about a return from Thabo Cephalosha? Huh? Thabo's family hated Utah. Oh, so that's <laughs> that's probably a no. That's that's going to be a no. Plus and I love Tabo, but uh, how much does he have left in the tank? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He didn't look great in Houston. What about Rondé Hollis Jefferson? I can tell you this right now. I've seen him working out with Michael Beasley a lot. He probably has COVID. <laughs> Allegedly. Mike was playing without a mask. Mike only plays without a mask. <laughs> and he's screaming at people constantly. Mike, Mike, can we talk about how Mike Beasley is just an open run legend? Yeah. Like, how unguardable he is at the open run level. I feel bad for him because, like, he clearly doesn't get it, right? He doesn't get why he's not in the NBA still. Like, to him, he's like, I kill these guys all the time in these games. And I do, like, some people be like, oh, he's an idiot. He should learn. And, like, yeah, on some level. But at the same time, like, I do feel kind of bad. Like, like that dude is crazy talented oh, he's and so he's talented. never going to get another real shot he is so talented the only reason he he had a brief shot with the nets is because half the team either had covid or they did, they were trying to avoid getting covid did he end up playing in the bubble no. or did no no, he no, he left? Got, no because one he had a suspension for like five games and two like he he, he had covid right and then yes uh because he was playing without a mask. Um, all right, what about um, another? No, oh. no for Rondé Hollis Jefferson. No for Rondé? I don't no love the fit anyway, although he is a good defender, but I think they can do better. All right, what about Kent Bazemore? Would he be an option? I like Kent, but how much does he have, how much does he have left in the tank defensively? He's not a real reliable three-point shooter. I don't have a problem with his reliability from, from three-point shooter, but what I have a problem with Kent Bazemore is he doesn't know who he is offensively. He tries to do way too much, but... If he was like prime Kent Bazemore, sure, because prime Kent Bazemore is really good defensively, but I don't think he's prime Kent Bazemore anymore. Yeah, I think those days are. I think those days are are over. Um, all right, what about 
Well, I'll throw him in here, but I think he's going to the Lakers, so probably not. But Wes Matthews. Wes Matthews is going to the Lakers. Yeah. Every, yeah, the, everyone kind of knows that, right? Everyone, yeah. This yeah. is pretty poorly kept secret. Uh, what about Mo Harkless? He's probably too expensive or, or more expensive than you'd like him to be. If you can get him for... If you can get him for You can not get him for level. like $4 million. <sighs> That's a steal. It's a, yeah. it's a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, he's still young. He's 27. Still defends at a high level. He's got real length and athleticism. He can hit shots. He, he can hit shots. shots. Yeah. You know? All right. What about your boy Solomon Hill? Solo, you know, <laughs> I will always tell this story to the day that I die that <laughs> I feel like I... Had a hand in getting Solomon Hill $13 million a year. You know what? Look, Tony, <laughs> I do the same thing for Joe Ingles. A year before he had free agency, I was like, this dude's going to get $50 million. And I got uh, laughed at by a lot of people that he got like $52 million. And I'm like, you know what? I'm taking credit for that. You get, you, you, that was me kind of throwing, throwing, you know, pasta at a wall and seeing if it's, if it's stuck. Like you legitimately got Solomon Hill $50 million. <laughs> I mean, it was... <laughs> you should have gotten a cut of that. I should have got a cut of that. Yes, um, absolutely. Solomon has not outplayed that contract, by the way. No, he hasn't outplayed half of that contract. He's been I'm terrible. Just, just saying. He has He's not outplayed terrible. that contract. Uh, we've talked about Derek Jones Jr. before. I still like the idea, although he's not a proven shooter. Not a proven shooter, shooter, but he's a special athlete. Yeah. He's a good defender. And I like I like anyone coming from the Heat's program, personally. I like Other than yes. Solomon Hill. <laughs> <laughs> he's 23 years old he's only 23 geez still only 23 man so i mean he'd be an option if i were to he would still be an option for me if i were to jess yeah uh what about jay crowder what about return he's probably gonna be too expensive right jay's going back to miami that's yeah, my that's guess probably, that's probably safe all right what about uh we talked about justin holiday i think he's gonna be potentially expensive uh he's definitely gonna be expensive would you spend your mid-level on him that's what like nine a year yeah where does he play who does he play over in a, in Utah's rotation? I think he's your sixth man, right? Or your seventh man? Like, like then you have a wing core of Jordan Clarkson is your sixth man. Oh God, uh, we can call boy. I mean, like one that like you can rely on for both ends of the floor. Um, you can call Boyan a wing. So your wing core would then be Boyan, Royce, Joe Clarkson, and Justin Holiday. Can you find enough minutes for Justin Holiday to? justify paying him three and 30. I mean, I would, but I would do it by not committing big money to Jordan Clarkson. That's not going to happen. We have to think about these things in the vacuum of what the jazz want to do. And the jazz right. want to bring back Jordan Clarkson. That is their pro that is their number one priority. That's true. All right. What about, uh, what about Chris Dunn? Well, he's not really Love a wing. He's more Chris of a guard, Dunn. but he's such a good defender, but he can defend three positions through the yes. perimeter. Yeah. I would trust him against most, most small forwards, most small forwards. Yeah. I would absolutely bring him in if I were to Jess. Uh, no he had question. a teammate. A teammate in Chicago that recent, I think they declined extending him a qualifying offer. Shaq Harrison, he's also good. Like I would go after Shaq Harrison. I have no idea who Shaq Harrison is. <laughs> he's good, man. He's good. What are you talking about? Um, I like Shaq, I like Shaq Harrison. No, no, I, I don't know if Shaq, Shaq I don't know what good. the market's going to be for him. Shaq is a good player. I'd go after Chris Dunn though. Yeah, I don't. I'd go after Shaq because I think he'd be cheaper. Um, I don't know what the Bulls were doing there. Why would the Bulls like at least have a chance to match? It's not like he's gonna get like a an eight million dollar a year contract. Like you can get. So my cheap. question is this: this is my question, okay? Chris Dunn and Shaq Harrison, both of those kids 
play super hard. Yeah. They play and super okay. hard. They're right. good defenders. And exactly. you're and you're looking at that Bulls team with Laurie Markinen and Zach Levine <laughs> and Kobe White. You're like, yeah, we don't need defenders. We're good. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing? I mean, just keep them for the second unit. I don't understand yeah, that. Yeah. I don't crazy. understand that at all. I like Shaq Harrison. I think that'd be a good target for the Jazz. Uh, what about MKG? Your boy Michael Kidd Kilchrist. He's playing for the other team offensively. Come on, Tony. That's so weird. Come on. If you were playing against my MKG in an open run and he goes up to shoot from the perimeter, you're going to look oh. at him and be like, he's with us. I'm worried about boxing him out and that's it. I'm not, I'm not worried about the shot going in. I'm just worried about him getting his own rebound. You're either saying one or two things when he goes up to shoot. You're Off. either saying he's with us. Or you're, or you're looking at him, and you, and when he shoots, you'll be like, we're fine. We're fine. Just box out. Um, and then, all right, so that's a no? That's a no on MKG? You're going to say no. No okay. on MKG. All right. Uh, great defender, though. Great good defender. defender. Good he defender. equally as bad offensively as he is good defensively. <laughs> he is not equally as bad offensively. No, he's, more, he's worse. He's more bad offensively than he is good defensively. <laughs> and he's good defensively. Yeah, that's he's really problem. good. That's the problem. Yeah, he's really good defensively. All right, uh, last one. What about a reunion with Rodney Hood? Coming off an Achilles, surprised he declined the the option with Portland, but maybe he just wants out of there. Maybe he's looking for long-term security after Achilles, which I don't know how he's going to get that. They did just get Robert Covington, which was a great trade, by the way. My God. Non-zero chance. Non-zero? Non-zero. I like Rodney, man. I've always liked Rodney. I've always believed in him. He's one of those guys I'll continue to believe in the rest of my life. I mean, you know, listen, Hoodie can score. He knows the system. Yeah. There's no ambiguity about what his role will be this time. He's not fighting with Donovan for the starting job. I would say non-zero chance. Okay. All right. Those are the guys I got for you, Tony. So out of that list, like, obviously, I'd love Derek Jones Jr. Justin Holiday is probably too expensive. You're right. Uh, Mohawk was probably too expensive. West Chris is going to the done. Lakers. I go, I just, I go Shaq Harrison. I think Shaq Harrison gives you the best. Why value. are you taking Shaq Harrison over Chris Dunn? Because I think he's cheaper. Like I think Chris Dunn's like a five to seven million dollar player. I well, this free agency might be tricky with that. I think normally he'd be like a five to seven million dollar player on a short deal, right? Like a one or two year deal. Shaq Harrison, I think, is getting like maybe half that. Like he might be a biannual exception guy. Um, and I just think that that value's better. But I would also like, I'd try to get Derek Jones Jr first i'd try to get justin holiday on a better deal first um i'd kick the tires on mo harkless to see if he just wants to win those would be like those would be the options i like the best i would go whatever wherever they want to go back up big i would go back up big and then i would go chris dunn yeah yeah that's probably fair all right all right tony well we got the madness maybe we'll, we'll depending on what happens in the next few days of free agency, maybe we'll come back next week. But we're, we're firing up again soon, right? Like, season's like almost a month away. That's wild. <laughs> I can't believe this. I can't believe the season's a month away. Somebody just sent me, shout out to Nathan Baxter on Twitter. Guess what the question was? What? Out of these players, which in your opinion fits the Jazz needs better? Morris, Matthews, Jones Jr., Crowder, Hood, or Holiday? What are we just talking about? Yeah, man. Is he, ta- is he in this? Is he, is he somewhere a- on this call? Nathan Show yourself, ba- you coward. Nathan Bax. Lil Bax. Nathan. Show yourself. Are you here? Are you Where listening are you? to us? Where are you? I know you're here. Is he in your home? Is he in my apartment? He's somewhere. Couldn't know that. Couldn't just randomly know that. Stop hacking us, Nathan. <laughs> Don't hack us. All right. 
That's going to do it for this episode of Game Notes. Make sure you check out Tony's amazing coverage of Utah Jazz on The Athletic by subscribing to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash game notes. Make sure you're catching all the pods. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. We're trying to game that system with the algorithm. Leave a comment, uh, leave a review, five stars, that whole shebang. For Tony Jones, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on The Athletic.